Please join in singing our entrance hymn, Do Not Be Afraid. Son and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to our celebration of morning mass here at St Bride's Church in Cambus Lang, which is of course the funeral mass for the repose of the soul of Margaret Burns. Welcome to the church today, her children, uh, their spouses, grandchildren and great-grandchildren and her brothers and family relatives who are here with us. Very welcome, of course, our family friends who have joined us for the Mass today and presence in the church today will be a great consolation uh, to the family here. Today uh, we sense that Margaret lived a very long life uh, and she was very much loved by all the family and very much loved by all uh, family friends as well. Today we recognise her great warm heart, her kindly ways, Uh, her generous life and we thank God for all those graces that so many people have received. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. 
O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery your servant Margaret, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. A reading from the prophet Daniel. I, Daniel, was doing penance when I received this message from the Lord. At that time, Michael will stand up, the great prince who mounts guards over your people. There is going to be a time of great distress, unparalleled since nations first came into existence. When that time comes, your own people will be spared. All those whose names are found written in the book. Of course, those who lie sleeping in the dust of the earth, many will awake, some to the everlasting life, some to the shame and everlasting disgrace. The learned will shine as brightly as the vault of heaven, and those who have instructed many in virtue, as bright as stars for their eternity. This is the word of the Lord. you die. 
a reading from the first letter of St John. Think of the love that the Father has lavished on us by letting us be called God's children, and that is what we are. Because the world re refused to acknowledge him, therefore it does not acknowledge us. My dear people, we are already the children of God, but what we are to be in the future has not yet been revealed. All we know is that when it is revealed, we shall be like him, because we, sh we shall see him as he really is, the word of the Lord. Please stand to greet the gospel. Gospel according to John. And Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still, and trust in me. There are many rooms in my Father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am going now to prepare a place for you, and after I have gone and prepared your place, I shall return to take you with me, so that where I am, you may be too. You know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. Just a few days prior to Margaret's death, the doctors at the hospital indicated to the family how ill she was. It was hard for them to take that news in, that in these first days of the new year, that her life would be counted in days rather than in uh, weeks and months. It was difficult too for them to think of their own life without her. She'd lived well into her own children's lives Live to see the grandchildren grow up, live to see the great-grandchildren, and even live to see a great-great-grandchild born. She always gave, gave the feeling of permanence, that she had always been there and would always be there. And everything in life, in family life, seemed to revolve around her. She always gave everyone great strength in times of trial. Her doors were always opened. She was always there for everyone. The oldest to the youngest in the family had great affection for her, showed her great tenderness, loved and respected her, and it was clear that she meant everything to all the family. 
She was very comforted by the presence of family members in those final days who came to visit her. I myself was able to give her the last sacraments and absolution on the Sunday before her death. She was very happy, content and at peace. I asked her on that occasion if she was afraid and she said she was not afraid. I was able, I think, to reassure her that she didn't have to be afraid for God was always with her as she'd been as he'd been throughout her life. She always found her faith to be a comfort and consolation and strength in good days and in bad days too. St. John, in the reading of today's Mass, speaks of the love of God. And of course, everything starts from that, everything continues from that, and of course, everything ends in that too. The love of God is what we believe in. The love of God is the thing that sustains us and leads us He loves us, whoever we are and whatever we do. The world could not exist exist without the love of God. And Margaret herself held firmly to that. The love of God in her life, his tenderness, his kindness, his love and his mercy. These always were a great strength and consolation to her. She never swerved, never wavered from a strong faith in her life. That faith meant everything to her throughout her life. It was a faith for good days, sunny days, but also cloudy days when things didn't go well. And at the end of our journey, it's the same love of God that we meet, that we have known throughout our life, and that she would have known. The Gospel of today's Mass speaks of a homecoming to the Father's house in which there are many rooms. <coughs> Those words brought her great consolation in life. Margaret herself lived a long life. She was born on the 7th of July, 1934. She was brought up in Kirkhill, uh, area of the parish. Her parents were Henry and Kate. She had three brothers and one sister, Bernard, Michael, Annie and James. She was particularly close, I believe, to her sister Annie. Later in life, some of her brothers went to Canada and she would love visiting them and their return visits to her. She simply referred to them as the Canadians. She retained a great affection for Kirkhill, where she'd been brought up, and had great memories of her childhood. She attended, of course, the local primary school and secondary at that time of St Bride's, and made her sacraments here in this very church in which we are present today. Ice cream itself seemed to feature in her young working life, she worked in large dairies where she drove, believe it or not, the milk cart. It's a thought to think of Margaret driving the milk cart through the streets of Cambus Lang in those days. She also sold ice cream in the local cinema. She worked in Curleys and Gilbraiths and McFarlane Langs and leaving school. And she met her future husband, uh, Pat, while he was doing national service. He sent her stockings from abroad. Being a woman always interested in fashion, she was swayed and impressed by the gift. She was married here in this very church uh, when she was 22 years of age. In your booklet today, there is a lovely picture of them both at the doors of this church on their wedding day. They were to go on to have seven children. Uh, She lost Mary in childbirth 
which was always a great sadness that she held in her heart. The family were to grow rapidly in the years to follow, and at the time of her death, 16 grandchildren, 15 great-grandchildren, and one great-great-grandchild. That's a lot of people. I think she was always amazed at how many there were. All these uh, grandchildren born of the the, into the family uh, were greatly loved by her, and they loved her very much indeed. She also had a special love for another family, Caroline and Jim and Gary, whose mother, Eleanor, married her brother-in-law. Eleanor died in an early age, and she always had a great affection for Caroline, Jim and Gary. She was a pretty straight person and very often wouldn't mince her words when handing out advice, welcome or unwelcome, or giving observations on life. People were told very often if they were putting on weight. She would comment on hairstyles, hair colours, clothes and everything in between. And people were reminded regularly if they were missing church. There were no filters. We should mention, of course, that Margaret herself loved moving houses. <laughs> there was something about it that she couldn't resist. People changed their cars, changed their clothes, but she changed houses. The family tell me that they count 14 houses that she lived in married li- in her married life. They changed like the weather. She had, believe it or not, four different houses in Peel Court alone. (laughs) And at the time of her death, she had an eye on another house too. (laughs) She was also obsessed with bargains and would travel a long distance to get a few pence off of something. It was as if she'd won a watch if she got that bargain. The film would tell me also that she wasn't good when it came to cooking. That was not her strong point. She had all the devices, all the mod cons, but didn't seem to make it any better. She had a very, very loving heart, and all the family had a deep affection for her. To the grandchildren, she was simply known as Nana. She had a particular love for babies and for children, and did all the time in the world for them. Loved to hold them, loved to see them growing up. I think she would have said, if she were here today, that one of the blessings of her life was to see her own children grow up into adult life, to see the grandchildren up, and to live to see great-grandchildren and even a great-great-grandchild born. What a blessing. Margaret herself was a very warm-hearted person, kind and generous. Like most of her generation, she knew hard times, but negotiated her way through these times to reach calmer waters, often by hard and conscientious work. She was widowed at a young age, just 53, which was a great trial in her life. Over the course of her life, she got to know a lot of people here in the town, probably because she moved house so often. (laughs) When she went on shopping trips to the main street, she would talk to everyone, and it seemed as if 
she would take ages in a simple shopping trip to the main street. Everyone will miss Margaret very much. She was a very kind, generous and warm-hearted person. I'm sure for all the family, it will never seem the same again. But there is so much to be thankful for, for the strong foundations that she has laid in this family's life and for the important lessons in life that she has taught. Many key moments in Margaret's life took place here in this very church, underneath this very roof in which we sit today. In recent years, it was weddings, and especially christenings, and first communions and confirmations. Today, however, her funeral takes place here, and the Mass itself and the prayers are offered for her. Her faith itself meant everything to her throughout her life, and she would be glad that the Mass is said and that the prayers are offered on her behalf. Today we thank God for the rich and kindly life that she had. We give thanks for her generous and warm heart. We give thanks for the guidance given and the support that she was to her family. We thank God for the love that she was able to show to the family in different generations. They will never ever forget her. They will never ever stop loving her. They will never, ever stop being thankful for all that she has meant to them. Rest easy now, Margaret. Rest in peace. Rest in the loving and gentle presence of God. Please stand. Let us come to our loving Father asking him to give eternal rest to the departed and comfort and hope to the living. For the family of the church, that we may grow in our faith in the power of Jesus over sin and death, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the leaders of nations, that they may promote peace and justice in the world. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who mourn their loss, especially the family and friends of our sister Margaret, that their grief may be lightened by the risen Christ and his promise to unite us again in our heavenly home. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For Margaret, our sister, who sleeps in the Lord, that she may be raised up on the last day and receive the reward of her goodness. We pray to the Lord. In silent prayer, let us remember our personal needs and intentions. God of our salvation, you reward the just and console those who mourn. Hear our prayers in the name of your risen Son, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Please be seated. We now join in singing our offer to him, Sweetheart of Jesus.
light of Jesus, fount of love and mercy. Today we come, thy blessing to implore. Oh, touch our hearts, so cold and so ungrateful, and make them Lord, thine own Sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands, the praising As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant Margaret, we beseech your mercy that she who did not doubt your son to be a loving Saviour may find in him a most merciful judge. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. In him the hope of blessed resurrection has dawned, that those saddened by the certainty of dying might be consoled by the promise of immortality to come. Indeed, for your faithful Lord, life is changed, not ended, and when this earthly dwelling turns to dust, an eternal dwelling is made ready for them in heaven. And so with angels and archangels, thrones and dominions, hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory 
as without end we acclaim. Holy, 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 holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember Margaret, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that she, who was united with your son in a death like his, may also be one with him in his resurrection. And remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. For mercy in us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, our spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages. We may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Please stand. We pray together in the words that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship.
Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. We now join in singing our communion hymn, Soul of My Saviour. singing Amazing Grace. to the 
Let us pray. Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant that strengthened by it, our dear sister Margaret may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. On behalf of the family, I thank everyone for being present here at the church today, and just to say again what a consolation it will be to them to see so many people here on this occasion. And uh, on behalf of the family, I cordially invite you also to the Parkville uh, afterwards <coughs> at a small reception. Uh, you're very welcome to join the family at that.
Please join in singing our final hymn, How Great Thou Art. Let 
Savior God to thee, how great thou 